music my favorite intro music out right now i just have to say and we are back with another episode of fantasy fire and ice nba season edition this is the first real nba slate of the 2023-2024 season and i have a full allotment of staff here we got steezy a smith steezy what's going on man what's going on brother long time no see long time no see and we got dr a in the house dr alexander doc what's going on Hey, how you doing, man? Nothing much. Nothing much. We got a I, I mean, we got a big we, we got a big night in front of us. Oh yeah. Mm. It's uh 13, 14 games on the card tonight. And if it's anything indicative of that Suns Warriors game, we're gonna have a great time. And if it's anything indicative of the Lakers and Nuggets tank game, probably not gonna be that much fun. And so <laughs> uh very much here we have First of all, just recap from last night. The Suns go on the road to Chase Center, get a win against the Warriors. The Nuggets defend home court against the Lakers. The Nuggets game, a little bit more space in between there, but that Suns and Warriors game was back and forth where the Suns were leading at halftime and the Warriors came, had that typical Warriors third quarter, put up 40 points, had the lead, and then completely no-showed the fourth quarter there. And so, uh, Doc, I'm going to go to you. Any takeaways from the, from the game last night or anything you want to think about going forward in this season? Well, when you say no-show, and I think about last night, I, I, all I can see is Anthony Davis in the second half. Uh, I, tried to give him, I tried to give him two minutes without somebody mentioning him. We were so close. We were three seconds no. away. No. Uh, I said something on Twitter last night, like, thank, thank goodness I did not draft Anthony Davis on any of my fantasy teams. And, Somebody who obviously did have him was like, do you overreact this much about everything? And I'm like, you know, it could be an overreaction if it was somebody else. But this is Anthony Davis who doesn't play enough games for any of us. Um, and then and, and, and so many people had financial investments in him last night, whether it be fantasy, whether it be DFS, whether it be straight up gambling. And the dude that supposedly one of the best players in the entire league literally disappears for the entire second half. So it's hugely disappointing to me. And it just, it tells me a lot about Anthony Davis. As far as that Suns game goes, uh, I really thought Grayson Allen might do something or Jordan Goodwin because Bradley Beal was out, but it was all Devin Booker. It was all uh, KD. So uh, that was a fun game to watch. So back and forth. Um, I didn't particularly miss Draymond Green. So that, I think that's all I got. All right, Steezy. I, for one, took the over on Golden State's team total. I thought they were going to – I didn't think any defense was going to be played by the Suns roster. Golden State barely cracked 100 points. What did you take away from Golden State or, you know, the debacle that happened in Denver? Man, well, with Golden State, first half of the game, it, they had a rough night shooting the basketball, right? Clay Thompson, um, I'm starting to see why now if I hadn't already – why they're so far apart on, con on contract extension talks. I mean, I, I love the man. I love what he's done, you know, in Golden State. But he's just obviously not the same player. Even his shooting acumen, it's just not where he was before. Um, obviously, Steph was doing Steph things. Chris Paul was – it was a little bit of a mixed bag there. 
Um, Andrew Wiggins was his usual solid self, but I, I think they missed Draymond Green just a little bit, uh, particularly defensively. Um, but yeah, shooting woes definitely uh, something to note. Um, and as far as Phoenix, I mean, they look like they didn't really need a Bradley Beal, right? Devin Booker was kind of handling all the playmaking uh-huh. uh, down the stretch. He finished with, I think it was like four assists in the last couple of minutes, just generating offense, not just for himself, but for everybody else. And uh, I like what Phoenix is doing. I was kind of surprised to see Bobo play zero minutes, but Yusuf Nurkic definitely, you know, held up and, and did a phenomenal job, I, I think, in the role that he has in that Phoenix um, system. And so... Yeah, we'll go to stay. I mean, they'll start off slow. It's nothing new there, but but Clay Thompson, man, I really hope he does pick it up. Yeah. Oh, Clay Thompson is absolutely the guy that I was circling. Like, man, you gotta have a great season this year. Like, you've gotta have mm-hmm. a great season. You want that bag? You can put yourself in the championship consensus if Clay Thompson has a great season. All right. Before we get to talking about some of the games, we do have a question in the chat. Morning, fellas, from Brian B. Who would you drop to pick up Sohan, Fultz or PJ Washington? So he wants to Jeremy Sohan. He wants to drop either Fultz or PJ Washington. Steezy, what are you doing here? Man, this is tough. Obviously, we don't know what format this question is, I guess, being asked in. Yeah. But. I would have to say I'm dropping PJ Washington. I think with the Fultz, I mean, he kind of contributes everywhere on a box score he's not what he was supposed to be you know coming out of college but he does everything else defensively he gets rebounds he gets steals his uh, field goal percentage has gone up he's a little bit more efficient oh okay there he is 10 team so i'm no my, my bad i'm keeping full and i'm dropping pj washington that's what i'm gonna all do. right doc you doing the same thing keeping folks dropping washington I'm probably sticking with the guys I drafted. I mean, I love picking up Sohan right now. Uh, I also like picking up Taylor Horton, Horton Tucker where I can. But I can't drop somebody that I drafted that I think is going to have a good year um, to pick up a guy who I like and might have a good year. You know, it's I think it's one of those things where you'll just be kicking yourself. That's one of the problems with 10-team leagues is there's always really good players sitting uh-huh. out on the waiver wire, especially early in the year. And I think tonight, if it's halftime and Sohan has eight assists and 17 points and Markel Fultz can't hit the broadside of a barn, I'm probably going to make a panic move at that point. But, I mean, it's it's too close for me to call. I think Sohan is the is a little more trendy right now. I think he, he's being talked about a lot more than those other two guys. But we saw... PJW have a huge game in the preseason. Uh-huh. Uh, he should have a huge role with the old Miles Bridges thing that's happening in Charlotte. So I think PJW is somebody you kind of want to keep around, especially for those big man numbers. And then Markel Fultz uh, has fixed his broken shot over the years and is really trying to turn the corner and become a, a really good fantasy point guard. So to me, it's a tough call. I get it because Sohan is is – so trendy right now but I'd, I'd probably just stick with what i got and find somebody else to to cut um brian said he also has scoot uh hallie defox hero as my point guards yeah he's pretty stacked um, guard yeah i just I, I i'm all for picking up sohan i just don't i would hate to cut one of those two guys and, and regret it later hmm. i think i feel pretty okay about cutting markel Fultz. 
I think I I think if Markel yeah. Fultz pans out and I cut him, I wouldn't be devastated at myself. But if I miss out on Sohan and he actually like really pans out and he fills up a stat sheet all season, I'll really be kicking myself. So I think I'd take the chance on Sohan. I probably would have drafted him, honestly. Uh and looking at looking at his list of point guards, I mean that that makes sense. I mean, how much is Markel Fultz even gonna play yeah, on the team? Honestly, um, since he's got all those other point guards. So all right, you guys convinced me. I, I drop Fultz and pick up Sohan. It was a tough one though. Good question, Brian. Appreciate you. All right. Big news of the day. Luka Doncic is questionable with an ankle injury. He has not been practicing. But I think the optimism in Dallas is that he's not missing the first game of the season. This game is ultra important because it has not only just a really big fan aspect of we're in San Antonio. This is the number one overall picks first game. He was touted to be one of the best, you know, prospects since LeBron and maybe the best prospect ever to come into the NBA. And he had a really good preseason. So what is the outlook for you all? And I'll start with you, Doc. In this game, I'm going to go ahead and say let's expect to see a Luka play at whatever percentage he's at. But I really doubt that Luka misses the first game of the season. Well, he went through shoot around this morning. Uh, he practiced fully on Monday. Um, didn't report any soreness on Tuesday. This is all from uh-huh. from my boys over at Rotowire. Uh, he uh, he's gonna play tonight. And that that whole five minutes against Real Madrid last month, I, I understood that because I think he was was actually injured at that point. I, I am a little worried about Luca staying healthy all season. He's already got a calf problem, which is what's slowing him down right now. I re- I really hope we don't see him aggravate that uh, tonight. But the, the biggest problem I have with, with Luca from fantasy-wise is who is he going to pass the ball to? It's him and Kyrie. Their big three there in Dallas is are those two and Grant Williams. I mean, Grant Williams was a backup role player for the most part for the Celtics, and he's their third best player. And people think this team's going to win 43 games or whatever. I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't think Luca can do that all by himself. Steezy, what you what you looking for in this game? Man, I'm looking for a big Kyrie Irving game. I, I do believe that if Luca is at less than 100%, he's probably going to operate more so off the ball. And I think we're going to see more of Kyrie on the ball, kind of allowing Luca to kind of rest just a little bit. Um, and and like Doc said, I mean, outside of those two, and maybe who knows, Grant Williams could be in for the best season of his career, right? I, I took him late in uh, in the draft uh, last week. And so I guess that's kind of a dart throw there. Because um, outside of them, I mean, who else is supposed to step up, right? And so, um, again, I, I'm looking forward to a big Kyrie Irving game. Uh, against the Spurs, he just happens to to go off every single time he goes up against the Spurs. And so uh, I really like to – I'd really like to to see Kyrie just do his thing and, and um, yeah, do his Dougie like he usually does. Like Kyrie, one of the best players to watch in the NBA. I don't care what anybody says. It's so fun to just watch him <laughs> play. And, you know, Shump said it. Shump said it. You know, Kyrie can go to the rim. And at that point, once he gets to the rim, and I, that's what I think the issue is. So I'm with oh, Kyrie. I'm, I'm taking Kyrie's over on points. And I would play him in DFS today because I think Kyrie can have a 30-point game. 
And I think Wimiana is going to get the rough experience to Kyrie Irving where you feel like you did everything right, but then Kyrie gets to the rim and he gives you one of these. He might give you one of these. He might give you one of these. He gonna he he gonna give you a whole bunch of different weight and a whole bunch of different and ways. A whole bag. Find a, yeah, a whole complete bag. So that's why I like the Mavs tonight. I think that I would lay the floor with them on the road, even in Women Yana's first game. Uh still a little bit questionable on that Spurs lineup, but it looks like it'll produce uh for fantasy at the very least. But yeah, I think that this is gonna funnel through Luca and Kyrie. I think that Luca's probably, like Steezy said, be the ball dominant person. And we probably see a lot of not Luca, Kyrie ball dominant person, but we see a lot of Luca in the post. And I think that's a place where you can play him. He has a really nice post bag. He'll be able to put, give you a couple of step back jumpers, be able to make the shot and not have to do too much on that on that leg instead of having to drive down into the lane, get really physical, try to take it. Like, no, Kyrie can do all of that. We'll use Luca maybe as a spot up here or there if they actually decide to play off of him. But more, we're just going to test you in the post and let Luca go to work. So I, I think Luca is still a pretty good start in DFS today. The optimizer loves Luca today. Even with the injury, Luca has popped up all over the optimizer today. So Make sure you get that Fantasy Sports Optimizer with the QR code there at the bottom of the screen. You can get a seven-day free trial. Try it out. NBA season is going, and Luka is one of the top values. Wembyana also popped up in the Optimizer for this day in this slate of games. Are you starting Wembyana in his first game, Doc? Dude, I think Wembyana is going to destroy the Dallas Mavericks tonight. I think, really? I think he's going to come out and put on – a national television, uh, just spectacular. I mean, he's going against Grant Williams. Uh-huh. He's going against Derek Lively. He's going against guys like Josh Green. I mean, who who is going to stop Victor Wembanyama tonight on that team? Luca don't play a lot of defense. He tries, but he he just can't physically. Uh-huh. Kyrie don't play defense. Josh Green doesn't play defense. Hard Grant work. Williams. Grant Williams plays defense, but he's he's not he's not tall enough or fast enough, and we haven't really seen Derek Lively play uh, NBA basketball uh-huh. much. So I just don't know who's going to slow Wembenyama down tonight. I'm expecting him to. You think people are talking about Wembenyama a lot right now? Wait till wait till tomorrow. I'm questionable on Lively's defense on Wembenyama, not because the size, because they're both rather comparable in size you know women yana's tall as i don't know what but lively is more of that big that he's better against the littler guards he's better against those people that dare try to drive into the post and try to go score that way but when you play people his size uh i don't know that's that's a little bit rough for a young center in the league to try to do on the defensive end so i do like that women yana play as well Steezy, what about you? Are you going to make it three for three? Yeah, I mean, like the doc said, uh, Dallas is probably going to run a lot of small ball, even with the Wimby in the lineup. And if you have a Grant Williams at the five, I mean, yeah, he could hold his own for a couple possessions here and there. We've seen that time he's again be in the playoffs with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, he's got to be physical. And we know he can be physical. Maybe with the women, Yama, maybe that affects him ever so slightly. But when you have him at the five, I mean, that's just not going to be sustainable throughout the rest of the game. Guys like Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, that's just not going to get it done. And so, yes, yeah, start Wimby. And like the doc said, I mean, this is prime time, y'all. There's a reason why they made this prime time. And so I expect Victor Wimbanyama to – 
absolutely playing the show. And uh, yeah, start them all your lineups. Got to. All right, we got a question in the chat from Ed. Shout out Ed from Sportsopia. He asked, the line has moved from 17 and a half to 18 and a half. Is, but is that still a nice value on Kyle Kuzma versus the Pacers tonight? Well, this is an interesting game because this already has movement on the total. Total opened up at 230 and a half. It's at 235 and a half. One of the highest totals on the board for tonight. Pacers are five-point favorites. I, for one, think that this Washington offense is going to move through Kyle Kuzma and it's going to move through Jordan Poole. I think both of them are going to dominate scoring over the course of the year. And this Wizards team is going to put on a bunch a show a bunch of times, probably be in the game a, co- a couple of times, and more often than not, probably lose. But at 18 and a half, give me the over on Kyle Kuzma on the road. Get it done. Steezy, what do you like there? Yeah, these are both young teams. I expect a high-scoring game. And uh, outside of a Jordan Poole, who, who else do you really expect to kind of pick up the scoring slack in Washington? Kyle Kuzma's – you can kind of initiate a little bit of offense through him as well. And so, yes, he's going to be able to generate and kind of give easier looks to the other guys around him. But, again, outside of those two, who's really going to score? I, I expect a 20-plus point-per-game scoring season from a Kyle Kuzma. I target him a lot late in drafts. So, I mean, just because the line moved by a point, that doesn't scare me at all. I'm taking over as well. Give me Kyle Kuzma. Doc, is it three for three on Kyle Kuzma today? It's close. I don't like the fact he's got to go through Miles Turner and Obi Toppin to get it. Yeah. yeah. But like like we just said, who else is going to score for that team? The, the only question is, <clears throat> is Jordan Poole going to score like 45 or 50 and and not pass the ball to any of, any of his teammates, which is actually a, a real possibility that it could happen. Um I think the Pacers are a good defensive team this year. I hear I'm wearing a, a Pacer hat, so this is sort of cheating. Okay. Uh, but I think Pacers are going to have a good defensive year. I think they've got the perfect combination of, of veterans and young guys mixed together. I really like the Pacers in the East this year. I think I think they're going to, like you said, Washington's going to be kind of fun to watch uh, play, and they're going to be fun to have on fantasy rosters, but I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I'm super excited to see what this Bilal Kulabale does for them. Uh-huh. I think he's going to start over Danny Abdija tonight. Mm-hmm. But back to the Kyle Kuzma question, he should be able to score 18 and a half points. I, I think he'll be over. I Wait, Doc, say, can I ask you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So I wanted to ask, Doc, because you said you like the Pacers this year. Do you still like the Pacers even if they trade a Buddy Heald? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not sure he's going to get traded. Remember how Miles Turner was going to be traded for three straight years? Yeah. Uh, and it never did. And I think Buddy may look at what Benedict Matherin's doing out there and be like, okay, this works. And, and I think having a guy like Bruce Brown mm-hmm. there to, to help that locker room and, and help um, keep everybody on the same page. I mean, I'm, I'm not writing off Buddy Heald's career with the Pacers just yet. He's automatic threes off the bench, like the microwave. So um, hopefully Buddy is on board and, and everything is okay there, but I, I don't really know because I'm not inside that locker room. But um, I, I like everything about the Pacers. I love Tyrese Halliburton, you know, breakout, full breakout coming. Matherin's fun. Bruce Brown is going to have the best year of his career. He just got paid $22 million. And then Toppin and Turner are going to play defense and help, help try to slow down Kyle Kuzma, I think Kyle Kuzma, I think I would bet the over on that. It just doesn't seem like a lock to me because I think those guys are are 
big bodies, they're going to make it tough for Kuzma to do everything he wants to do. But I still think he'll he'll get it done. It just won't be won't be easy. Yeah. Rick Carlisle, since becoming the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, 22-32 and one as a favorite. 17-19 at home, five and thirteen on the road. Give me Jordan Poole, three plus threes, and Washington money line at plus 265. I'll take a stab. I do like this Pacers team. I just don't think they put it together right out the gates. Maybe a little bit later on in the season. Is there anybody else outside of Jordan Poole, outside of Kyle Kuzma, probably on the Pacers because we know we're playing Halliburton. You, are you? Is Obi Toppin all out the gates? Like, are we are we playing him out the gates and just saying that hey, he's going to be good for fantasy? He's going to be good, or are we taking a stab and waiting to see? I'm not playing him out of the gates. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just not doing that. I mean, we saw a lot of what he did in New York, and we saw a lot of what he didn't do in New York. And so I don't think he's kind of earned that right. He just he hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt. I need to see it first. And uh-huh. he had a couple of nice performances in the preseason, but until I see it on the floor with my own two eyes, no, I'm keeping him on the bench. Uh, my thing with, with Obi Toppin, I drafted him in a few leagues. Uh if the price is right, I wouldn't be afraid to use him in DFS. But, you know, a year ago, exactly a year ago, right this second, I was probably sitting here talking to guys on a video screen about how great Jalen Smith was going to be and how yep. he was going to be the, the power forward <laughs> yeah. of the future for Me the too. Pacers. They've already named him the starter back in June. I mean, what could go wrong here? And he was a disaster. So, <laughs> Obi Toppin in New York was kind of a disaster you know great in-game dunker fun player fan favorite but just never really got it done we've never been able to trust him in fantasy and i think trust is the key word here i need to see i need to see three or four games of ob top and going off for the paces before i'm going to buy in yeah i feel the same way and i mean for me as a knicks fan it's kind of the opposite and i just sat there and said man i just know once he leaves this team he's going to be amazing and he's going to be everything that everybody <laughs> said he's going to be. And so I'm tempted to go out there and start playing some props because I'm just like, oh, man. I mean, of course, it would only be right that he first game coming out of the Knicks, 20 points, 10 rebounds, something like that. Something crazy. Like, it would only be right. Oh, I hate the, I hate the Knicks so much. I really do. All right. You sound like you, you sound like a, a Hawks fan. Fox John Collins is going to go to Utah and probably just go nuts. Oh, right. man. <laughs> that would be Is he the next Laurie Markman? there. Ooh, ooh, hold on there. That's I wouldn't go there. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to another game in the slate. And I'm gonna go ahead and take this chance to give matter of fact, no, I'm gonna save that to the end of the show. Let's save that to the end of the show. I'll leave my really real best bet for the end of the show. But for now, I want to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Chicago Bulls ooh. because now we have another top drive pick who is going to be in Rookie of the Year considerations, even though I have beat the drum on if you miss your first season because you got hurt, you can't blame, you know. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, you're not a rookie anymore. Like, you're not a rookie anymore. I don't care what the locker room hazing thing says. You're not a rookie anymore. You were on the team. You were getting the medical staff of an NBA-level te- team for an entire year. You are on the team. You're not a rookie anymore. However, Chet Holgram is second in rookie of the year odds as a second year player 
And my favorite player in the league, <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander, is in MVP talks. So, with all of that going for them, they are catching two and a half on the road against the Chicago Bulls here. I mean, let, let's talk about this game for fantasy because I think this is a sleeper. There's a lot of heavy hitters here. Is there any buy-in on the Chicago Bulls this year in fantasy? And can we I, – I think we can start Vucevic tonight very confidently. DeMar DeRozan, I feel like you're starting him. I don't think you're really questioning that there. I'm not sure if it's anybody else. Zach Levine? Possibly. Possibly. I feel like I could, I constructed a roster that if I had Zach Levine, I would play him in nights that I needed to play a guard. But in a mm-hmm. night where there's this many games on the slate, I feel like I don't need to play Zach Levine tonight. Mm, that's fair. So uh, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting thought. But there's a lot of fantasy options in here. Who is your favorite option in this game, Doc? In the game, yeah. Overall, in the game, it's it's all of it's all of OKC. I mean, when I drafted my fantasy teams this year, I, my goal in every one of them was to get SGA in the top eight, and then get Wimby coming back, and then getting uh, Chet, and then getting Jalen or Giddy, and then getting Jalen. Like I wanted all four of those OKC guys wow. and Wimby because they're so fun. And you know, if we were gonna we 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 build tiers. Um, for positions like here's the point guard tiers there's the top three and then the, the talent falls off after that well i want to i want to get with uh cory and do a a nba league pass tiers and the first tier is going to be the oklahoma city thunder and the san antonio spurs yep. and then everybody else is after that i think it's going to be so fun to watch this okc team uh on tv i i just i really can't wait like i haven't been this excited uh, between Wemby and, and the Thunder, I haven't been this excited about uh, the NBA in a while. And the other guy on Chicago that I'm all fired up about is I went all in on Kobe White breaking out this year. Mm. Um, he's starting point guard oh. for them. Tonight's a big night. He kind of t- he kind of came on late last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked pretty good in the preseason. There's been some really nice things written about him by guys in Chicago. And I'm, I am hoping uh, – pretty boldly that Kobe White has a full breakout this scene, this uh this year. All right, interesting. Maybe Kobe no, White so. drops I mean, for tonight. I think this is I think this is this is this this might be I know the totals at 226. This could potentially be one of the highest scoring games of the day. Because truly, I think that Chet has nothing for Vucevic when Vucevic wants to go get a bucket. I'm hmm. I think that Chet can create a lot of issues for maybe a Kobe White or a DeMar DeRozan that's driving into the lane. I think Vucevic is about to knock him out the way. I'm all over Vucevic tonight. I I think this could be a 20 and 10 day for Vucevic. And I know it, as a better, if you bet Vucevic props, he's burned you a few times, but he's been really good. I, I, this feels like a 20 and 10 Vucevic game. He gets the season going and I don't know. I actually think the Bulls actually pull out a close one here. Steezy, who are you? Who's your person in this game? Because I think this is going to have a lot of fantasy implications by the night. Yeah, no, honestly, Red, I think uh, you and I were kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum as it pertains to Chet. I don't know if you're just talking about him defensively, but I think offensively. Oh, just defensively. He kind of. 
Oh, just defensively. Okay. Well, I'm I'm really looking at Chet. Um, Nikola Vucevic has never really been known for his defense, but when I look at a Chet, uh-huh. I don't know. I kind of got this vibe during the preseason that him and Wemby, they're not really the best of friends. They're not really buddy buddy. And because Wemby, you know, obviously they're both playing on the same night. Um, but Wemby has a prime time slot. I, I think Chet, he's just gonna be playing with a chip on his shoulder all year long. And what better way than to kick off the season than to start off the season than to tip off the season with the big performance just to kind of show and and you know prove to the naysayers prove to the rest of the people that yo this Wemby isn't a lock for rookie of the year i know you uh-huh. mentioned it rail he's second in, in in rookie of the year odds but i think he's looking to make a statement that he should be the one b to victor woman is one a and so i think he's going to come out just guns a blazing and he's going to remind the world why and well, look, I believe he is a rookie. I understand what you're saying, but that, that would mean taking away the rookie of the year award from a couple of players, and one, one that comes to mind is a Blake Griffin. And, and so I understand what you're saying, but he definitely Ooh. is still a rookie in my eyes. And he's not going to play like one, but, man, he's, he's definitely – I think he's going to come back guns a-blazing. I, expect I mean, I have no problem taking away Ben Simmons' rookie of the year award. It should be in Spider's <laughs> office, home office right now. It should be in Spider's home office right now. So I have no problem <laughs> taking that I'm award away from Ben Simmons. All right, we're getting ready to wrap up here with NBA uh, DFS fi- Fantasy Fire and Ice here. I'm going to close this out. Best bet of the NBA slate. Oh, man. I mean, I can't believe they gave us, you know – I tell all my listeners that when you start a new season, throw out everything you knew from last season because it's a new season. Things are going to change. However, the trend that has stood the test of time is the Miami Heat not being good as a home favorite. 271, 3, 1, 11, and 15. That is 47% in the history of the Miami Heat that they have covered as home faves. Terrell, is that too much time? Sure. All right, let's dumb it down. Last season, 12, 23, and 2, 34% as home favorites. This has been throughout the course of the Heat franchise. They do not cover as a home favorite since 2016. The Heat are 21, 28, and 1 as a home fave of 9 or more, including the past two seasons being 5 and 11 ATS as a home favorite of 9 or more. And just for the cherry on top, coach Monty Williams. I mean... 119 98 and four as a road dog in his first years with the Hornets and the Suns 28 23 in the same spot. I think that people forgot how good Kate Cunningham is. And while I'm not super high on the Pistons, I do like them this season. And this is way too many points for the Miami Heat. They don't cover at home. Give me the Detroit Pistons plus nine. There's your bet for the day. We talked to you, gave you a bunch of fantasy advice for the day. You know where to find everybody at. He's at Steezy Smith. He's at Doctora. I am at really real underscore underscore. And I mean, I, that's really it, guys. I don't have anything else to say. I don't have anything else to do. I don't have a really cool way to end this show. But what about what about the Knicks are playing the Celtics tonight? Your Knicks. I want I want to hear. I want to hear that's how we're going out. I want to hear. I want to hear your prediction on that. Well, I think the Knicks are going to suck. Um, <laughs> and however, I am the most notorious Boston Celtics hater in the world. If the Boston Celtics have one hater, it's me. If they have a thousand haters, I'm one of them. And if they have no haters, it means that I have sadly dep- left this planet. And that's fine. So while I do think the Knicks are going to suck, give me the Knicks plus three and a half. We are out of here. Sorry, <laughs> bro, just real fast. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of the Joel Embiid? 
to, to New York because I'm hearing or I'm seeing no, that nobody comes to the Knicks. Nobody comes to the Knicks. Nobody comes to the Knicks. Really? Nobody comes to the Knicks. There, right. KD, Kyrie, Spider, uh, LeBron. Nobody comes to the Knicks. So he's It'll just be a free agent. No one comes to the Knicks. Nope. Nope. Nobody comes. To, not even trade. Nobody. Comes not to even be a trade. Nope. So Jalen Brunson doesn't count. Nope. Does not. Count. Julius Randle doesn't count. You guys, nope. two best does players don't count. count. Nope, does not count. It does not count. Nobody, nobody comes to the Knicks. Superstars do not come play for the Knicks. It just doesn't happen. I think it's a conspiracy, but it's perfectly fine. Knicks are going to be bad, and the Celtics are probably going to underperform expectations all season long, as they always do. (laughs) So, other than all of that, we do have to get up out of here. And so, Keith, please give me that really cool theme music one more time. (laughs) 